The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, time to wake up, people. Popo Report is back. WLSAM 890, Saturday night, Chicago. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Crazy Funkles are back. Time to wake up. What do you mean? They, they took like a power nap? They or? took a little nap, man. Took a get, little nap. Now it's time to get engaged. Get ready for the uh, midnight uh, fun. Well, not yet. But pretty soon, it's going to be midnight fun, right? Yeah. Huh? Oh, we got a little announcement. Huh? Bam. What is, what's the new announcement? Starting next week on August 31st. What are we doing? I think we're moving to a later time slot. We are. We're moving to the adult time slot. The adult time Popo, slot. The Chicago Popo Report will be on from 10 o'clock to midnight on Saturday nights. That's the big news, folks. And we're... Loop and I, we're just happy to have a job still. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take midnight to four. We don't care. Hey, <laughs> as long as you keep us on the air. We're still here. Lion Night Football, uh, you know, is moving everybody around. We're, we're, we're just happy to have a nice time slot. And I like the adult time slot, okay? The seven and nine thing is like right in the middle of date night and stuff. Ten, ten to twelve, you already got rid of the loser. You're back home or you're in the car. Going out looking for a second loser that night, right? I think we're going to fare pretty well at, on that new time slot. Yeah. I have no issues with it. We had no say either, but uh, I have no issues with <laughs> it. Thing we don't have an issue with it, right? It's not like we had a big meeting. Huh? It was a big powwow. Let's bring Lupe and Paul down to the big WLS and let's let's break the news to them. Or let's uh, let's have a roundtable discussion and see yeah. oh, which yeah. time slot they they would prefer. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember having that conversation. I don't know about you, but I prefer 10 to 12. Yeah, I do. I like it. I, th I think osmosis, they figured it out. They didn't have to call us, and they know us so well. It's yeah, so yeah. easy. They listen to us every week, the bosses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to make sure they're not going to get sued come Monday morning, that's all. I think that's the only reason why they listen to Yeah, us. I think so, too. <laughs> but presumably, they do have better things to do on a Saturday night. Well, but, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I like it. I am. 10 to 12, folks, starting uh, August 31st. There you go. And uh, we're going to own that thing. Right? That's right. That's right. Everybody else in Chicago just might as well turn on, you know, plug in that pre-programmed canned music stuff because Lupe and Paul are going to run that stuff from 10 to 12. I think it's a good time a good time to start it. Uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, you know, everyone's um, expecting brighter and, uh, uh -oh. and better Labor things for the, for, the, uh, yeah, for the school year. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen on Labor Day weekend? The kids One are going to listen to us. day weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there going to be a lot of shootings that weekend. We'll have a lot to talk about. We'll get to it All next right. week. Well, back to business. Guess who? Guess who's back in the news? First story, right out of the box. Our guy, in Chicago. We know you love this story. Our guy, he's fighting back. He's not going to go down without <laughs> punching. We should, we should do the Iraqi theme song to this guy, right? I think some, P <laughs> I think some PR firm might be fighting back. He's not doing much fighting himself. <laughs> it's probably a way to keep his name in the news. <laughs> he's trying to get a job. Trying to stay relevant. 
Right. <laughs> if like, he got that ass whipped like that, then this would have been a story, right? <laughs> Except when you hire your pals to whip your ass, right? You think people still know who Smollett is? Jesse Smollett? Oh, yeah. In this we, town, they do. We don't have to remind them. Nobody knew who he was before this, except the, you know, a few hundred thousand that watched watch that TV show on Fox. For those of you who might have forgotten who he is, he was the uh, so-called victim of the uh, racist homophobic attack back in January of this year. That, that would be like the first racist homophobic attack in the history of Chicago. Is that why it was so hot? It's uh, a high-profile guy. Yeah, he tried. He, basically, he's angling for a raise, allegedly. Right, and as a couple of his personal trainers show up and uh, push him around a little bit, I think he single-handedly uh, ruined uh, a show. No longer going to film here oh, in no. Chicago Good Empire gun, because of the bad, bad press. Just you know everything all around surrounding what he did. Which reminds me, a, a great new show on Comedy Central called Southside. Uh, written by, starring all actors from the South Side of Chicago, from the Inglewood neighborhood, mm -hmm. they they, they kind of follow stuff that's current and try and write about it. By, by the way, folks, magnificent show on Wednesday nights, Comedy Central. Right? Comedy Central. They do a. These guys are funny. They're talented. It's a great Chicago show, and it's all it's all local flavor, local humor. Uh, yes, all local South Side stuff. But they refuse to talk about Jesse Smollett. Well, well, the guys who write the show, they they see it for what it is. It's comedy gold. But I get Comedy Central said, "Oh no, no, uh -uh, we're not writing about that stuff." Oh, really? But if you want to hear about Jesse Smollett, you just come to the Chicago Popo Report because we're going to talk about it till it goes away, one way or the other. I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think it's here for the next few years, probably the remainder of our uh, stellar radio career anyways. You know who else is not going away? Who's not going away, bro? Ex-top cop, Gary McCarthy. <laughs> he's getting to be like Jesse. He's trying to remain relevant any way he can. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he rears his, uh, you know, his uh, top cop head, ex-top cop head, and uh, talks about the uh, the background check that the, uh, you know, they were doing at the uh, police board meetings. Right. When people come up and, you know, talk or, or, or say what they have to say. I'm, I'm guessing Gary had to get his Rolodex out and start calling reporters to get his name on this story. You think he called them or reporters called him? Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I, think, I don't think anybody's calling Gary these days. He's got uh, he's got some uh, some security gig, right? Don't all former like top cops everywhere, I think, Let me tell you in the universe. Land, you know land, what they do? They lend, like they lend their name to some big security outfit usually, right? Uh -huh. And they show up when there's a big money grab with a big client. Ah, former former superintendent of police, second largest police department in the country. Here I am. But generally, I think Gary's sitting home. You know, the wife, he's married to a high-powered, fairly high-powered, successful attorney, Yeah, she's a, yeah, she's attorney, a successful right? attorney, yeah, right. And, and they just had a baby, right? one of them late-in-life babies for Gary, right? I think Gary's sitting there, maybe babysitting a lot these days, watching young young Gary. <laughs> maybe changing a diaper or two. You know, because he, let's face it, he's not working. I mean, uh, you know, it's expensive to have a nanny in the house full time. I mean, Mama's probably I'm going. I'm sure he can afford it. He's got like 10 pensions he's got coming in. He's got some, he's got some, I, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't stupid with his money. Let's hope not, okay? <laughs> he, he's got a new family he's got to take care of. But he didn't have any problems with uh, doing background checks on uh, on speakers, right? Uh, Gary says he'd like to know who's standing 10 feet away from him. 
Never mind. Gary always was speaking with ten bodyguards in a room, armed to the teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still wanted to know. He said, "It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, let's say we have a, you have a sister. You work for the police department, and you you have sisters. You have brothers, and they start dating somebody. You know, and then, wouldn't you want to know who they're dating? Yeah, we know, but that's unauthorized use of, uh, you know. But I hear that. Ha- system. Uh, I hear I that happens sometimes. Oh, it happens all the time, but." Uh, and, but Mayor Lightfoot liked it, so I'm I'm guessing if the mayor likes it, Gary doesn't like it. Lightfoot did not approve of that. Right? She actually yes was not happy about this whole was, background investigation. No, thing she, going on. I, she she I think a lot of people say she forced the uh, police department to apologize. It was a rare apology from the police department. <laughs> the police department is not mea, in the habit mea, of apologizing. Mia culpa. Yeah. 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 No. No. Not very often. So do you? So it's 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 no longer here to stay. It's gone. It's gone. But Gary said he's for it. Not. I don't know that anybody really cares if Gary's for anything anymore. <laughs> and we don't have to worry. We don't have to kiss his ass because he's not coming on this show. <laughs> so we just, it's just going to be a nice daddy. Thanks for starting us off on nonviolent, uh, low level supporter of uh, what are you supporting these days? I mean, I'm, cash I'm, bonds. You're yeah, supporting cash bonds. I'm a, I'm a supporter of cash bonds for everyone except me. Nonviolent partner in crime as the Chicago Pope report gets on the way here on another great Saturday night. More to come, including suburban cops are warning people to not leave their fobs in their cars. You've got some uh, news from local PD. They're ramping up their computer systems. All right, folks, that and more. When we return, you've been listening to the Chicago Pope report on WLS AM 890. We'll see you in a bit. Welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre, the Popo Report on WLSAM 890. And folks, you know, I did a little story once again on Jesse Smollett, uh, last segment. We never told you what the story was, what it was actually about, right, Lupe? Did we care what it was about? We sort of, sort of glossed over it, you know, the overarching, you know, point of that, bringing up Jesse, but why? Why is he back in the news? He's back in the news because he's contemplating suing the city of Chicago. Yeah. Just like, thinking we about that. And he's and I'm sure these, his attorneys are racking up the uh, the uh, you know the money. Hey, the lovely thing I'm it. just going to follow the click clacking down the hallway over at the Daily Center when she files that lawsuit. Those are billable hours. If you're contemplating, <laughs> if you're thinking about anything as as a client, that's billable hours. That's right. right. Hey, and by the way, uh, we have an open invitation for the lovely uh, Tina Jesse's attorney. Come here, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Come on anytime. We know she's a big fan. She is a big fan. She is. That's right. She wants to go to yoga class with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back she has an to, open invitation, Paul. That's right. Back, back to the local stuff. Still on the local stuff. Oh, I love this one. Don't you know? You big shot politician, right? You know, TV and radio all the time. But you can, one thing you can't control. You can control a lot of stuff. You can't control your youngins, though, can you? Your goofy relatives. <laughs> your goofy kids. <laughs> no. Who's in trouble? Who's got issues going on, Luke? We got Kyle Preckwinkle in the news. Ah, uh, Kyle. Who may who might Kyle be related to? Uh, Tony Preckwinkle, the uh, president of the Cook County Board. It's, uh, Kyle would be one of her uh, children. Yeah, one adult of, children. One of her youngins. Yeah, yeah she ran. She ran unsuccess- unsuccessfully for uh, Chicago mayor. Kyle, does Kyle got a county job, city job? What's he do? He's probably ghost payrolling or something. Oh, Luke. <laughs> we don't do that in Cook County. No ghost payroll. He's got something cooking up. Does he? Well, Kyle's got neighbor problems in a condominium that is owned by his mother, which he lives in. 
wonder yeah. if he's paying mom rent. <laughs> <laughs> he's just living off the land. Who knows what he does or, or what, what, you know, how he earns uh, that income, you. but he, he's living for free. Well, unlike Jesse, we're going to tell you actually what Kyle's, what his problem is, okay? <laughs> sort of an a-hole uh, uh, neighbor. <laughs> Whoa, man. The condo association does not like Kyle, and they want him O-U-T. They don't want him living in this lovely condo that mom owns anymore. They're filing stalking orders against him. They're accusing him of shooting firearms off the back porch. It was, uh, who doesn't do that on uh, New Year's Eve, Paul? <laughs> well... I'm not so good at so sure that it's a great idea to bring out the AR and pop it off the second floor balcony, okay, in Hyde Park. It's a moment of celebration, Paul. That happens throughout the city. Just because it happens in Hyde Park, it's a big news. Well, Popo didn't think it was a good idea either because he had more attention than he could deal with. He does get arrested, right? Yeah. 5100 block of South Carroll Avenue up there in Hyde Park. Where our uh, former president maintains a residence still. Oh, they want him out for because he engages in noxious, offensive, and intolerable behavior. <laughs> He's threatening people, too, according to the uh, tenants. Kyle is not a very nice person, according to the tenants. And kind of association president, she's smart. She goes, well, this is a very private matter. We don't want to talk about it. That's why we filed a very public lawsuit. <laughs> See, right. it, he's not—he's not necessarily a public figure or well-known. He's just in the news because he's Tony Prickwinkle's son. Oh, bro, he's getting more well-known by the minute on this show, though. But, he, <laughs> but he's got—he's got that Chicago attitude, though. You know what Chicago attitude that is? Which, which attitude is that? Do you know who I am? <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> so far, it's served him pretty well. And, and I'm—I'm I'm sure the—the uh, the person who he directed that—that that, uh, question to is like. Um, no, I really don't. <laughs> when he, when Who he had, are you? When he had about 200 popo swarm in his unit after he fired off the rifle, allegedly. Who are you, Kyle? Yes. Who who, who the hell are you? It helps to have a very unique last name like that. Periwinkle? Yeah. My wife, to this day, cannot pronounce that name. She says Periwinkle. No, it's not Periwinkle. Perkwinkle. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what it is. The perk. The perk girl. Perk will. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he he's going to be homeless uh, pretty soon. Um you know? Maybe mom's got a basement that's available for him. <laughs> yeah. There'd be no condo association in Tony's basement. You and your family could stay with me in my basement. That's right. And if, I'll give you a separate entrance through maybe one of those windows. You're right? not allowed window upstairs. You're not no. allowed upstairs. No, you, no, no fridge privileges, pal. If you want to eat, order in or order out or whatever, take right. out. But do not use the kitchen. Do not come upstairs. It's going to be shut. It's a very nice white castle on the street. You could go use their dining room. Just buy a Coke while you're there. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> well, what a, what a mope. Bouncing out to the burbs. The burban police. They have a little problems. People out there robbing those cars and driveways. I mean, what's up with these suburbanites not locking their doors, leaving their fobs inside? I mean, is that a thing in the suburbs? Leave your fob in your car when you go you home know, and chill? I, I think it's because they don't see the CTA driving down, you know, Rand Road out in Mount Prospect or something, okay? They figure they're safe, that gangsters and outlaws don't have a way to get out there. Gangsters have a way to get out there. They get out there in stolen cars to right. steal more cars. Right. They don't take they don't take the red line out there. They don't take the pace bus to you know well matter Glencoe. They take other stolen cars. That's right. To as commit as, as other, we just found out, right? To commit other crimes. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. do. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. What did uh, 
the famous bank, bank robbers say one time, why do you rob banks? Willie Willie goes, hey, well, that's where the money is, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do you steal cars from the suburbs? Because <laughs> that's where the idiots leave their keys and fobs inside the car. No one leaves their keys in. The or only people that leave their uh, fob or keys in the car in Chicago are people who are way behind on the payments. <laughs> okay, <laughs> take, it, take it. Take it. They put a sign. Yeah. <laughs> I paid the insurance premium last month. I'm going to get that check. <laughs> <laughs> and the suburbs, though, they, f- they think they're bulletproof. They're safe. No one's going to steal anything out of their car. What about, the, this is really funny, actually, this Glencoe man, who uh, his uh, Land Rover was stolen from his driveway. This land, I, do we feel <laughs> sorry for anyone who has a Land Rover stolen from him? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I love how this story reads. It says, uh, so the, man, uh, the man's GPS abstract the SUV stolen from the leafy North Shore suburb <laughs> to an alley in Chicago's Rogers Park neighborhood. <laughs> This is hilarious. This is this is familiar territory for the loopy. <laughs> so this is this is yeah in my neck of the woods. So the, uh, the Glencoe detectives uh, working with CPD, they 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 staged a sting operation. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sit on this car. We're gonna wait. How, who knows how long for some guy to you know get right. back in the car? Uh-huh. But guess who gets in the car? I'm guessing the owner. <laughs> the owner from Glencoe, right? <laughs> from Glencoe shows up in Rogers Park. To take uh well with like an ID out of the car, I mean he had a work ID. He did he know there was this thing going on? That's where it's confusing. Yeah, well, I bet he knew, and he still went out and there. He still and, went, and I'm guessing exactly. Yeah, it's like what are you doing? Well, we got to understand, and we know somebody uh, very well that lives in Glencoe, owns a business out there. We he, he shall re- remain nameless uh-huh. right now, but they're bulletproof, right? I the popo. Hey, I got to get my ID out of the car. You can't inconvenience me. Yeah, I don't care what you're doing out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what are all these squad cars doing around my? Co- well, no, actually, they're I'm sure in, in covert, you know. Right. Yeah. But I'm sure he knew what was going on, and I, it's just I still can't understand what, what was going through his head. So they, they didn't catch anybody, right? No, they didn't catch anybody. Bunch, he, a bunch of surveillance, wasted man hours going on out there. He ruined it. Yeah, he ruined the the, the stakeout. The stakeout. Yeah, he blew it. <laughs> Glencoe, Mister Glencoe, stay up there in Glencoe, dude. You got better things to do in Glencoe. All right, we're going to take another hard break right now, Paul. When we come back, we got some more cop uh, stories, including uh, another white supremacist, uh, you know, loading up on ammo and guns. There we go. All right? We'll get to that when we come back. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Uh Welcome back, Pete. Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Saturday night, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Folks, yeah, listen to us, uh, you know, live starting next week from 10 to 12 p.m. Out of our old time slot, current one, 7 to 9. You just jump on WLSAM.com. Listen to us anytime you feel like it. No commercials, no weather, no traffic. Just Lupe and Paul having a good time with you. Hey, you think we're going to be able to adjust to that new time slot? We're going to just have really late <laughs> night Saturdays now. I mean, I mean, we're just going to have to make sure Gibson stays open late for us when we get off. Yeah, a little midnight. Yeah, midnight steak. Yeah, sounds, sounds, sounds yeah. not bad. Yeah, twelve thirty. We go down to Las Gorolas, see Armando, maybe. Huh? That uh, guy's probably home. He might be home. <laughs> Somebody be working out. Don't worry. Armando is not going to miss a meal getting served down there over there on Grand Avenue, folks.
So listen up, kitchens all around Chicago. You need to stay open a little bit later. That's right. The Chicago Popo Report will show up. That's right. We'll show up with all our people, man. That's right. Our entourage. We got our <laughs> right. Po- we got that posse. Yeah, our posse be coming with us, flanking us. You know it. And buying, I might add. There you go. <laughs> Lupe and Paul are not buying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a guy that's not buying either, but he might be buying uh, the judge. I let him out on this nice five hundred dollar bond. It's nice. How do you, you know, th- this is, here we go again, right? Well, the guy, the guy got himself a nice, reasonable bond loop. What'd he do? He jaywalk, he spit on the sidewalk, he deface a stop sign or something. I mean, because that's, you get a $500 bond, that's what I would associate that with. What would this brother do? We had a bunch of guns, ammunition, oh, and no. narcotics. But see, the thing is, there was a, it was a, it was the fruits of a search warrant. But uh, how did they... How did the Popo uh, get wind of all this fun stuff to get that search warrant, you know, uh, swear before a judge, affidavit and, and everything? Uh, did I, somebody I, dime him out? Was yeah, it maybe maybe yes. a, girlfriend, yeah, a girlfriend, somebody, an he, informant, somebody. somebody looking for guns? I remember <clears throat> in the Shakespeare district, I, I'm sure the tech guy's got all kinds of little snitches yeah. running around, right? <laughs> you know what we say about snitches. Yeah. It gets stitches. That's right. But Mr. <laughs> Mather, James C. Mather, age 33. Lived over there on Western Avenue. We don't have no FO. I don't need no stinking FOID Ooh, card. Nobody needs an FOID card <laughs> these days, oh. Paul. Come on, it's just it's just paperwork. It's it's an inconvenience. You gotta you gotta pay a fee. Who <laughs> wants to do that? Dude had a silencer. He had some anabolic steroids over. I mean, J- J- James trying to break all them laws at once. Would you? I mean, would you rather go through the hassle of getting an FOID card or getting at some point getting caught with all this fun stuff and then just posting a five? Five hundred dollar cash. Well, one of our favorite judges, Judge Arthur Willis. You know, James is either related to the judge or his attorney's related to the judge. Judge Willis kicks James loose on five hundred bucks, basically. Yeah, James. I'm gonna tell you, if you got all these guns and silencers and steroids, I'm guessing five hundred might not be a tough figure to come up with. So, what's the connection with with the anabolic steroids and the firepower? Because I fail, I fail to see it. Uh, these dudes that you know use a lot of steroids are usually angry dudes, with little little wieners, and you need a lot of guns, right? <laughs> the steroids does not help that at that <laughs> department, my friend. Okay, it's not not a friend, but it makes you look good. It doesn't enhance your 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 yeah your male parts. It just no no not at all. It makes it kind of useless. You use <laughs> too, too much of that steroid, all right? It'll pump you up, but not in the right places. But so. hey, five hundred bucks, he gets to walk. It's not bad. Gun. I tell you what, I, it's just amazing to me. Amazing. It's not bad. That he gets a bond like that. Off to another gun story. Shocking enough in the city of Chicago. Over by there on the west side. What happened, Luke? This guy, did he have a lot of guns in the house? (laughs) Well, see, this guy outdid our, uh, our, you know, uh, Shakespeare guy. Our steroid steroid. gun silencer machine gun guy? That's saying something. What did this guy do? This guy had 31 handguns, 19 rifles, and 8 shotguns, along with a host of ammunition and a partridge in a pear tree. You got all them guns. You might as well have some ammo to go with it. It's kind of worthless. They have all them guns and no bullets. I mean, you could actually. I mean, otherwise they'll cause some damage. If if, <laughs> if 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 I throw a handgun at you, Paul, and it hit you square in the face, that's going to cause some damage. Not as much as a bullet going through your face, you know, but it will cause some damage. Well, the young Henry Reyes, uh, he's barred from possessing weapons. Why, Lupa? Uh, he's got some other issues in his life, apparently. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, fatally striking ten-year-old in the chest. Uh, 
some, uh, what is that, a murder beef back in the day? <laughs> sounds like a murder beef. Henry struck a 10-year-old and killed him. What? If you served your time, you're not allowed to have any, not allowed to get, uh, legally have uh, uh, guns in your, yeah, in your crib? You're a convicted felon. There's a no gun well, rule. That's what they're called. They're felons. There it's, you go. It's a convicted felon. But, hey, Ray has told officers, what do you do? He collects guns. I'm a gun collector. And again, Everybody's a gun collector, Paul. Yeah, well, the the Bureau of Prisons would disagree with this whole thing, saying Mr. Uh, Reyes shouldn't be at, you know, holding firearms. But he's back in jail. Yeah. I guess this uh, felonious behavior runs in a family. Well, not necessarily his family, but his uh, his stepson, David Cologne, was also charged with one felony, uh, one kind of felony possession of controlled substance, as well as two counts of misdemeanor possession of a firearm without, guess what, Paul? A valid <laughs> FOID <what>? card. <laughs> These guys don't know, man. That FOID violation's a big one. Oh, huh? man. So, I don't know. This guy's got some problems. And here we go again. Colin, the guy that was with him, He's on probation. He got out on a five thousand dollar bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five thousand dollar bonds are pretty easy to get in Cook County, it seems like. But by, by the way, it's five hundred to walk, not five thousand. Right. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah. There right. You go. I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's a no brainer. And Paul, now we're going to head out to New Jersey. We got some more uh, another story involving a lot of guns and uh, bad behavior. <laughs> this guy had more than a lot of guns, didn't he? <laughs> Joseph Rubino. Joe, Joe, what were you thinking about when, when you when you wrecked your white Chevy van on Route Five Seventeen in Jersey? If it wasn't for bad luck, this yoho would still be out there. But Joe wrecks his car, and the New Jersey State Police show up, and there's a little bit of an issue. The first issue is there's a lot of neo-Nazi paraphernalia floating around the accident scene. Oh man, it's a one-car accident, so. New Jersey State Police, being smart guys, probably concluded they had a neo-Nazi on their hands. What did he have in that van? Well, that further wrecked? investigation revealed what, Loop? Stockpile of assault <laughs> weapons and ammunition. <laughs> uh, um, three kilograms of marijuana, 70 grams of meth, and all the bumper stickers with the SS bolts. You know, everything you need to have a proper party, Paul. With your fellow buddies, uh, in your, in, uh, what is that? He runs a, he's in a gang bike or no, a bike gang? Did we mention he had a grenade launcher as well? The grenade launcher <laughs> to go with all the other stuff. It's only appropriate, you know. <laughs> in order to be a, a proper white supremacist, you need a gun, you need a, you need a grenade launcher. I, it helps. It's helpful if you have a grenade launcher. Yeah, it's very imposing, very threatening, and, you know, it gets the message out there that I, I'm not messing around. <laughs> Does CPD have any grenade launchers you carry around in the back of them little SUVs? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably you don't have one. They didn't give you one, did they? I'm not properly trained in grenade launching. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Rubino, we don't know if he's trained or not, but he's, he's certainly charged with possession of one. I would imagine the federal authorities are going to have a field day with him. Mm, yeah. He's, he's going to get the federal court on that grenade launcher. He's just not going to stay in the New Jersey courts. Everything else, uh, it's sort of, you know, just misdemeanor, uh, mumbo jumbo, <laughs> like right? The three keys of marijuana, is that a misdemeanor in New Jersey? We may have to move if that's the case. <laughs> it's, uh, not looking good for this neo Nazi guy. I know, it shouldn't look good for any neo Nazi, okay? There you go, Paul. I'm not down. I'm, I'm not with the Nazis, okay? In any shape, way, or form. They need to go. <laughs> I'm with you, Paul. And anyone who stands silently by, sympathizes, you know, and has nothing to say has to go too. 
All right. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got some more crime and mayhem, local crime and mayhem, even up there in Skokie. Got a nice landlord-tenant story to talk about, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Mess. Ah, we're back, living in America, living the dream. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. I'm WLSAM 890, Saturday night. James ain't singing no more, though. No. Done. Still, Paul, one thing about living in America, you could be as enterprising as you want. Yeah, Miss Wasserman up in Skokie, she got real enterprising, didn't she? What oh. was Miss Wasserman doing? Oh. Oh, 36-year-old self. What does a young lady do? You get on Craigslist, you could, you know... You could run apartments, right? <laughs> the imagination goes wild. You don't have to pay Craigslist for that, do you? So many schemes you could conjure up and lure people you know, she and did. suck she, them in. She was pretty good. What would Miss Wasserman doing? She's renting properties that oh, she didn't yeah. own. Oh, yeah. Or manage. Don't you do that? Does everybody do that? Come on. I man. think that's a felony, bro. <laughs> I think it's a problem when you do that. And she got caught bigger than life. She got charged with three counts of felony theft by deception. Listen, people, when you're looking for apartments, I think Craigslist should be at the bottom of your list, all right? Pretty much. There's, so many, there's a lot of sites out there, a lot of resources, legitimate resources <laughs> that actually do background checks. Well, you might find this hard to believe. This isn't Miss Wasserman's first rodeo oh, with a popo. Really? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, what did Miss Wasserman do before? Let's see. Uh... She's six outstanding warrants for identity theft, residential burglary, other theft, and escape. That's it's par for the course, buddy. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm it only sure. makes sense that she would, you know, do this, uh, conjure up the scheme. Well, guess what? <laughs> she got no bond. No bond for Ms. Wasserman. Yeah, you can have a cachet of weapons, <laughs> ammunition, explode, exploding bullets, grenade, grenade launchers, launchers $500 bond. You know, you, you steal the rent money, though, my friend. Look out. <laughs> you are not leaving jail for well, a long time. This is the difference between the courthouse at 26th Street, Bond Court, and Bond Court up in Skokie. Yeah, one of the outlying courthouses. Still Cook County, isn't it? Yeah, but they're taking crime a little bit more seriously <laughs> in Skokie, uh, my friend, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ms. Watchman, no bond for her. Hey, man, they don't put up with white-collar crime, Paul. Nobody does. <laughs> I tell you what, she's, she's sitting down at 26th Street. She's going nowhere for a long time. Oh, God. And next story loop uh, brings us where? Are we still in the city or are we out back out in the suburbs? What are we doing? Yeah, we're going to the University of Chicago student who uh, bites her would-be attacker who tried to look up her skirt. This, she, she fought back, man. There hey. you go. You got you to gotta do whatever you can. Scratch, oh, bite, punch, kick, you name it. 21-year-old female student walking down the street, minding her own business, right? And dude walks up behind her, throws the arm around her torso, pushes her ground, tries to place his hand up her skirt. She bit him. Good for her. I mean, yes. like, like I said, you got to do whatever you can. But listen, you're a, you're a, you're a student at a, at a university in the city. You've got, you could get rides to and from anywhere on campus to your house. Yeah wherever nearby use those resources it's 12 o'clock at night yep yep don't walk alone if you and if you don't have a buddy to walk home with like i said call somebody hey listen 
I mean, you know, Cabela's, you know, the outdoors, woodsy store, saw a lot of guns and stuff. <laughs> you know what they do sell there, though? I, I like this. Bear spray. Oh, yeah. Big old bottle of bear spray, all right? Like spray works. 40 ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, 20 feet away it works. Right. Right? You hit them with that bear spray, they're not going to be picking up your little skirt. They're not going to be doing anything but screaming and running in the other direction. you got to be, be, be aware of your surroundings, con- <laughs> constantly be vigilant. But not, not paranoid, but yeah, have that handy bear spray with you. Of course, a lot of half-wits in the city. A can of bear spray could get pretty dicey real quick, like on a CTA bus or a train. <laughs> Haven't seen that happen yet, but yeah. Let's, no, because we're let's not give anybody it. ideas, Paul, all right? <laughs> Only for vulnerable young ladies. Walking the streets of Chicago at night, but yeah, let's let's not be victims, people. Okay, let's not <laughs> be right. victims. All right, give them a shot at that. All right, let's be that'll, smart. That'll stop that grabbing you up your skirt stuff. Take your earbuds out so you could listen, know what's around you when you're walking home later. Right, at the very least. <sighs> well, here we go. Here's here's one of our stock and trade fun stories, huh? Oh, the what St. John, John man do? Uh, got crown way? point, sixteen-year-old crown point girl. This kid got way creepy, huh? I uh, went went way way high up on the the creepy monitor we we use, right, all the way to the right. He like took it way far, man. What's wrong with this guy, man? He's well, got some serious problems. He, he's man. he's got charged with seventeen felonies and four misdemeanors. I, somebody spent a lot of time with the uh, law books before they charged this dude. <laughs> Let's go down the list. <laughs> if something's going to stick, we're going to hit them with everything. A few of these counts, a few of these charges are going to stick, right? Hopefully all of them. Well, Lake County Sheriff Oscar Martinez was not shy about charging them, was he? No. No. He let them have it. And they meet at a uh, U.S. Marine recruiting event in 2019, and uh, it, it just gets creepy from there, right? It doesn't... Uh, Young 16-year-old girls should not be communicating with older men like this. So this guy, uh, okay, so he was he's in the Marines. He's 22 years old, and he's working, uh, he's recruiting uh, kids. Kids. Yeah, right. Potential enlistees. Enlistees, there you go. Oh, you can enlist at what? At what's the lowest? Po- 18, basically. 18? Maybe 17 if you're emancipated or finished with school. So, so, so she's there getting some information, you know, thinking about joining the armed, the armed services, uh, the Marines, and uh, this guy... Uh, Takes a fancy to her. Well, does that before he stabbed her with a knitting needle? <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. This guy, he needs help. Huh? Yeah. The Marine Corps is going to be booting him out with a dishonorable discharge. He'll be leaving soon. So he was, he just, so I guess uh, he grabs her and he takes her down to Arkansas, huh? <laughs> he took her to Arkansas? What he planning on getting married down there or what? Yeah. Oh. But he told her to dress appropriately, and she failed to follow those directions. And that's when she gets stabbed with a sewing needle, knitting needle. <laughs> I did just it gets creepier and creepier as it goes on. I mean, what was this guy? He was he was thinking, yes, yeah, so well, I'm going to take her down to down south, and then um, hopefully she'll have a change of heart. He's going to take her to a buddy met in Marine Corps basic training. Right, he that was, lives down there. He was an accessory. He's like aiding and abetting, right? We're gonna hide out. Yeah, he's we're gonna aiding. hide out at my buddy's place in Arkansas. I got a place for you. I'm gonna we're gonna stash this girl, and uh, sooner or later she'll come around, and uh, you know, she'll be your gal. Well, not only that, the girl's mother had filed filed a restraining order against this dude. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So she knew mm-hmm. this guy was bad news. 
right? I mean, this is not a surprise to anybody that he snatched her. The good news is they recovered this young lady. Uh, they arrest the creepy guy, and happy ending. Happy ending for most, for, for the, the most, most part, part, right? Yeah, yeah, unharmed, just a little shaken, a little weirded out. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, like weirded out a lot. She's probably having nightmares for that till she's you know in her early fifties or something. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're 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 laughing at how nutty this this guy was nuts. We're lucky this wasn't a tragic ending. I mean, what's going through your mind, Paul? I mean, have you ever dealt with guys like this? Yeah, just, uh, I have on uh, many a vacation, unfortunately, and they just uh, they just don't think the rules apply to them. That's the problem. I don't I don't care about your silly rules. Could care less about them. I mean, a little, you know, emotionally and psychologically imbalanced, uh, off yeah. their meds. You know, uh, uh, they can't have... take no for an answer. Uh, I, I don't know. It's. I want to uh, tell you something, Indiana. Though their uh, sentencing rules are. He, he's not going to see daylight for a good 20, 25, 30 years on this one. I mean, yeah, Indiana, some some states are kind of weird about other things, but when it comes to yeah these charges, they don't really mess around because they know they have a lot of weirdos like that in their state, and they can't, you know, they're a little loose on gun laws, but when it comes to this stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've seen dudes get 20 years for a residential burglary involving a VCR in Indiana. Oh. All right? They don't mess around, man. They, they will... Drop the hammer on you. All right. Hopefully, the hammer's going to drop hard. And when we come back, we've got two stories out of Logan Square. You're going to love it. All right. Stay tuned. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is... The Chicago Popo Report. Ah, uh, folks, Popo Report, we're back. WLSAM 890, Chicago, Saturday night. We're going back to Logan Square Loop. Huh? I like this story. We love this story. Young Chicago girl, huh? But they had Claire Quinn. Claire Quinn don't play. Hey, uh, I'm not going to be a victim of a uh, mugging victim over right here, all right? No. I'm going to fight back, and there you go. I'm going to bite, I'm going to punch, I'm going to do whatever I can. Well, silly mugger, seen young, slight, very white, <laughs> Miss Quinn, walking down the street. Probably mistake. Mistook her for, you know, high school senior, college freshman type. Yeah. <laughs> Think, think you're going to have his way with her. No, I'm going to fight back. Oh, it was a big problem because uh, young Claire won the 2019 Golden Gloves Championship at her weight class. Yeah, carried a 6-0 fighting record. Which means yeah. young Claire can hit you with some real punches, okay? She's got not only a nice jab, but she's got a right hook. Well, she put that hook on display for our mugger, didn't she? Because oh, yeah. she didn't mess around with this dude. And, wait, and let me tell you, this dude tagged her. Punched her hard enough to give her a concussion. Dude, this is a Sunday morning around what? 10, 10 o'clock? 10.30 exactly. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. people, it can happen at any time. That's it right. doesn't have to be, you know, late night, you know, when the sun's uh, down, early in the morning. Man, I mean, a people beautiful around, summer day. Everyone's out. It's in Bucktown on Damon Avenue. I mean, right. come on. It's, it, it doesn't it's, get more public, right? It's busy, exactly. How come we don't have tape of this, though? We should have tape of this one. Somebody should have whipped out a camera on this one. Because this mope walks up to Claire and sucker punches her in the forehead. And guess what's happened? Ooh. 
Claire didn't go down. Nope. <laughs> Claire, what's the quote, Lou? What, what does she say? I just kept throwing my right hand to his balls. <laughs> she hit him with six hooks by her count, okay? <laughs> to the cookies, folks, to the family stuff. And guess what? He let go of her pretty quick, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, hopefully he's not going to be able to produce any any kids after those punches, I, right? I think there's got to be an emergency room looking for at this dude, right, somewhere. <laughs> Because uh, and, and let me and she does this after she gets punched, sucker punch, has a concussion, right? And uh, she fights back, man, and whips that ass. I love this story. It's a great story. She didn't huh? Whip that ass. She whipped those nuts. <laughs> she she whipped him, man. <laughs> she goes, a man hits me, I'm firing back, and fire go. back she did. And that's the proper attitude everybody should have. Because I mean, you're you're. These these bad guys don't care if you're alone. It's daylight. Uh, if you're walking down the street with your kid, what about that one? I like Claire, though. What, what's Claire say? Hey, my right hand knocks girls out, Quinn said. My last four or five fights have been TKOs. It could do some damage. <laughs> Claire, Claire having a good time with this. Yeah, there right? you go. She didn't mess around. I, I, I got to tell you, I love Claire. Um, and the dude got tired of getting that ass beat. He he took off and ran. When you he ran to the nearest hospital? Are you kidding me? Uh, let me tell you, I'm getting out of there. She's throwing them rights. All Walking right? around I, with two busted nuts. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, nobody's arrested. But area North detectives working that case. And uh, if you got any information, three one two seven four four eight two six six. You got a boyfriend uh, who's got a lot of damage downstairs, and you you're tired of his act laying around, not doing nothing, not making no money. Boom. Ring up the area North Detectives. They want to have a chat. There you go, guys. Well, what are we up to next? No, like, no good story like Claire, right? Yeah, like I said, it could happen any at any time of the day uh, in any neighborhood. And even if you're walking around with your five-month-old baby. This, again, happened in Logan Square. This is bad. This is a bad story. She's walking down the street holding her five-month-old baby, and she gets robbed. Good, thank God nothing happened to her. Nothing, you know, no serious injuries to her or the kid. But I mean, people, again, watch your six, watch your surroundings. Be, you know, you don't have to be hyper vigilant, but fight back. Hey, there's animals out there, man. A lady can't walk down the street with an yeah. infant and not animals. get attacked. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, this is why I like concealed carry, bear spray. All right. This is just ridiculous that, you know, I, I listen, we deal with this every day, but you're carrying an infant and the dude jumps on you. Yeah. For, for what? No what? respect among you know, bad guys, or no, you know, I mean, no. there's like there, that would never happen years ago. No, last year, no, no, bad guys never used to do that. Kidding. Now, now they're I, it, the whole game has changed, right? This is not fun. No, it's not. So, be, like Lupe says, folks, always be paying attention. Doesn't matter where you're at, time of day, not, it has nothing to do with all this. You're with your family, and you're with your kid. You're walking your dog. I mean, you're walking your little pooch, sipping your green tea latte. I mean, come on, you just be careful. That's right. You're coming out of that Starbucks. You might be singing and whistling and everything, but guess what? There's some predator waiting for you to just drop your guard for a second. I mean, just for one second, and they're on you. Well, our next story loop. This is a good one. I like this one. Woman's breakup plan swings for defenders. Damages boyfriend's truck, and she says she knows how to do what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out in Union Township. A woman demolished her boyfriend's truck with a baseball bat while I was sitting in it. And then said, you know what? I'm going to burn your house down, dude. And then laughed about it. 
While she was on the way to jail. And Paul. Hey, Paul, I think we're gonna, you're going to have to get here an hour before the show every every week. Because you, you, and, you and Brett, man, you, you guys got something going on. We got, we, got the, we got the music playing. Little huh? material, yeah. We, we got the stuff happening with the burning down the house, talking heads. Uh, we're, we're, Extra we're, side stuff. I like it. You know, it yeah. just enhances the show, makes us all better. We're hip. We're relevant, buddy. Oh we're going to 10 to 12 starting next week. It's that extra It's that extra flavor that really extra. makes the show pop. I hey, love it. There's, we just can't do enough for our radio station for WSAM. And we just, we're, we're all over it. That's right. Extra man. hours, right? Makes it a great show. The only thing missing, you should have brought a softball bat because she was <laughs> she was using that softball bat, uh, smashing his truck up, all up and down. Well, them dudes with them cameras when this is happening, right? This would make great TV. She was probably a former 16-inch softball player herself, huh? Let me tell you, man. It, well, and, and apparently a pyromaniac of, of some sort because she laughing about burning down the dude's house after the popo <laughs> showed up and arrested her. Yeah, she added YOLO. What does YOLO mean, Paul? Well, what does you, it mean? You only live once. That's right, man. And, <laughs> so you know, why me, not? <laughs> smash up the joint with a baseball bat, his car, and burn the house down. You know, you're going to find this hard to believe, bro, but the police have been out there before for her activities. <laughs> she reportedly chronicled a history of disagreements with the victim, including arguing that evening about Everyone will find this hard to believe. Her alcohol intake. <laughs> Honey, you think maybe you're drinking a little bit too much? Hmm. So what, here, yeah, listen, people. When a dude has to like have a discussion with his, uh, you know, with his girlfriend about her, <laughs> her alcoholism, you know, things are bad. So it's usually the other way around. <laughs> it's time to disconnect, man. Apparently, she had no sense of humor about her alcoholism or uh, <laughs> accusations of being one, right? Maybe that's what that's what ticked her off the most. She's just you know, are you are you seriously being that? Uh, you know, <laughs> you calling me an alcoholic? Come on! Uh, and the popo says, you know, I find this hard to believe that she exhibited the telltale signs of alcohol impairment, but uh, she wasn't too impaired that she didn't be able to whip that bat up on the, all over that truck. Because quote, those uh, as he police said, the swings were impressively forceful. <laughs> So there's no amount of alcohol that's going to get in the way of her swinging that bat impressively oh, bro, forceful. It's a 2000 GMC truck. That's an old, that's a 19-year-old truck. And they were made of metal back then, right? I mean, it's <laughs> they a, were made of metal, I believe. Yeah. That. Now they're made of plastic and fiberglass and yeah. who knows. Didn't slow her down because nearly every part of the truck had sustained extensive damage. Pieces of truck littered the driveway and the wall-mounted garage door openers in the garage, they were damaged as well. Oh, the victim showed. The victim took a video of the incident. <laughs> he, he, he's sitting in the tape in the truck taping. Here, man, she went down swinging. Good for her. She Hopefully did. Hopefully, she gets the uh, some help. Okay, I'm, I'm wondering. She get a bond? She get a big bond in this one or a little bond? It doesn't say, does it? Probably a big bond. Would you expect anything else, Paul? Right now, we're going to take another break. When we come back. We got some news out of Phoenix involving. Uh, remember what happened? couple months ago cops pointing their guns at babies and you know stealing a doll from the dollar store, store. so yeah yeah, yeah that, that story's back in the news paul we're gonna get into that you've been listening to the chicago popo report on wls ama 90 with the welcome back popo nation 
WLSAM 890 Chicago, the Popo Report with Lupe Aguirre and Paul Cialino. I'm taking you down there to West Side, Garfield Park, homeowner. Another gun story to share with you people <laughs> before like a, we head out to Phoenix. Yeah. Happy ending gun story. Oh, yeah. yeah guy wakes up. There's a dude in his locked yard. Dude, it's like 5 a.m. What are you doing in my yard? Uh, apparently nothing good. Yeah, well, because yeah. then uh, allegedly he balls up the fist and comes at the homeowner at 5 a.m. Still dark out. Relatively. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing this guy wasn't too smart to begin with who finds himself in the homeowner's locked backyard because... He manages to get himself shot in the leg with the, the homeowner brandishing a nine millimeter pistola. He's lucky he got shot in the leg. That's right. He got the he got wounded. Thank God for that trigger pull for that guy. Huh? <laughs> homeowner, <laughs> homeowner took him. Uh, called nine one one. Got the popo ambulance out there. They took him over to Mount Sinai and patched him up and charged him. Come and get this bad guy who's having a bad day. By the way, I might yeah, the homeowner has had an FOI valid FOID card and a concealed carry permit. He took the time to get that Ford card. <laughs> get you know? the training, man. He did put the hours in on the range. Get all legit. That's right. A leg shot. Good for you, yeah. yeah. He didn't shoot the guy in the head or anything, right? Maybe it was purposeful. Hey, I'm just going to wound this guy. I doubt it. Maybe he'll. <laughs> I think he was more lucky than purposeful, but. He'll recover and, and he learned the, the errors of his way and, you know, go on to become a perfectly uh, member of society. Yeah, we've seen that story happen once every, you know. Every 30 or 40 years over on the West Side. Yeah. <laughs> Once a bad guy, always a bad guy. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Not changing. Uh, next story, Loop. Going out to Connecticut. Uh, 88-year-old man. Huh? He got this, mad at his nephew, I think. This old guy's having a bad day. <laughs> he wasn't too happy with his nephew. We could tell you that much, right? Because he shows up at his nephew's place of employment with a gun and told employees, where's that boy at? I'm going to shoot him right now. <laughs> I mean, imagine the uh, the the the, uh, the other uh, his co-employees. Uh, you see this guy walking in. He's, you know, he's he's showing off his gun and uh, he's tapping it. <laughs> he's like, he also had a police badge with him. Okay, the eighty-eight-year-old guy. He had a gun holstered on his hip and a badge. <laughs> he's looking for his nephew because he had recently stolen some of his personal belongings and damaged. His cuckoo clock. I can get, do tell you, not that, damage an old guy's right. cuckoo no, clock. Do not mess with the cuckoo <laughs> clock. <laughs> I mean, it could get pretty expensive, well, right? I mean, cuckoo clocks are no joke. <laughs> and uh, you know, the, the, the nephew worked at a construction company, and uh, <laughs> the, the guy never took the gun out or anything. But the, no. the popo showed up, and they said he appeared to be. Confused and nonsensical. What does that mean? Confused and nonsensical. It's not making any sense, okay? <laughs> when he was chatting with the Popo or anyone else. Hey, he got a $5,000 bond, too. Yeah, that means... Well, what does that mean? 5000 non-surety bond. I don't know. That's Connecticut. It could be some kind of <laughs> yeah. strange rules. It might mean signature bond. Probably still 10%. Oh, signature bond? That's no, it? Every, every 500 bucks, right? Or, 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 or at the very minimum. Or yeah, a bondsman really. shows up and goes, yeah, we, we, we'll pay 5000 if he doesn't show up. You would know this better than I do, Paul. You deal I, with this I, all the time. I don't deal with Connecticut too often. They're pretty genteel out there in Connecticut. Not a lot of cases like this happening. It's big news out there in Connecticut, huh? Well, bigger news in Phoenix. <laughs> where, where, where we did a story several weeks ago about the Popo, the Phoenix Popo, getting involved in some silly, you know, minor shoplifting incident at a dollar store in Phoenix. Uh, they got a little gun happy.
Yeah. A lot on of camera. Yeah, oh yeah. On camera. On camera. At a family with a baby, you know. Yes. Yes. It was. It got ugly in the parking lot there. Totally um, unnecessary. Bad PR. We will attribute that to the heat. Heat of the moment, huh? Right? No, the heat. Like 117 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> but because of that incident now, right? Uh, the Finnish Popo. And we've talked about this in Chicago. Whenever they unholster their weapon and point it at somebody, now have to fill out paper. Got to write a report, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Pull out that gun, you're writing paper now. It's just like Chicago, Popo, where we don't have to write paper. You don't have to write paper. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You just have to go over the air and let dispatch know I pointed my gun. If even You're good if you have it at your low ready position. Right. You know, you're just doing an investigation or whatever. But if you right. point it at someone, yeah, you got to... Dispatch. More rules. Yet more rules. More rules. It's called accountability, with... Paul. It's called accountability. <laughs> it's interfering you know. with doing a man doing their job. You know, because if you point a gun at someone, I mean, that's pretty traumatic. And, that's not uh, that traumatic. I've had lots of guns pointed at me, okay? Oh God, what have you done, Paul? It's serving man. process. Mo- mostly crazy old people coming to the front door. Well, that's par for the crazy course. crazy young kids, you right? Expect, you see, the thing is you expect a gun to be pointed at your face when you do that stuff. I gotta tell you, it's not a very pleasant experience, but no one ever <laughs> wrote a report about it that I'm aware of. <laughs> Bad guys don't have to write reports, Paul. Uh, no, they don't. They don't care with paperwork. But the Popo in Phoenix are not writing reports. That's right. They, they definitely have a problem. That's right. Well, we've we got another. We got a local Popo report regarding administrative work also. <laughs> what, what is that story about, Luke? I guess the uh, CPD, that's Chicago Police Department, they're getting rid of their bulky vehicle computers on the west side. And uh, they're going to use smartphones now to do all their paperwork. Pretty handy. I like it. And there's a lot, you know... Because it takes up so much space. What if you got big thumbs? You get the big thumb problem with the cell phone deal, making reports and stuff. Then I guess you you get. Isn't there like an app for people with big thumbs and make everything like bigger? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing the old timers who came on in the seventies and eighties aren't happy about this whole smartphone thing. Yeah, it'll take some adjustments. You know, it takes some. You know, it's a little work, but uh, all in all, I think it's going to make. Uh, it's going to streamline the process. Uh, there's just so much you can do with the smartphone ball because they're smart. <laughs> yeah, they're smart. The smartphone's smart, the smartphones presumably, just, right? They could probably write the reports for you. They're going to solve all the problems when we're on the west side now. I, th- I think the clearance rate is going to go <laughs> Yeah, okay, the they roof. go from about 8% to what? To like, 12. To like, <laughs> you know, near record highs because, I mean, you're working with smartphones, not dummy phones anymore or yeah. dummy laptops. You've got smartphones. They're going to solve everything. I'm serious. We're going to have more time. We're going to have more time on the streets, less time doing paperwork, less time inside finishing finishing reports for whatever. You heard you it know. here, Superintendent Johnson. Uh, Officer Aguirre, he's got to figure it out. It's going to that solve rate's going to jump on the west side. You know, now. we got smartphones in Rogers Park. We're we're, we're doing some major You're work. Almost out crime there. free in Rogers Park. Well, Would you run the job? Just about. Just yes. about. I mean, yeah, you got it under control there, brother. Okay, the rest of the city is not so much under control. I've got my beat on lockdown because I'm doing. <laughs> we're doing all our work on our smartphones, and we're we're on the streets, police presence. <laughs> you know, interacting with the neighborhoods, uh, with with the, with uh, with the people on the streets. Less time in the district doing paperwork. And they're not pointing guns at people too much up there in Rogers Park, are we? No, no, no. You're not filling out a lot of reports up there about pointing a gun may, at people. May, maybe showing the taser if something goes wrong. <laughs> Just showing it. Just showing it, yeah. Wait, don't deploy it too often. No, if, 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 you, if you get your sights out, you don't have to do paper on that either, on the taser. 
right? Only, because, only if you're guns. Oh, well, some guys think the taser's a real gun anyways, right? Oh, they back yeah. off. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got some funky crime and punishment time around the nation, including Florida. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS, same 890. See you in a bit. I'm a... Popo Nation, we're back. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890 Chicago. And folks, hey, you can't hear us live. By the way, starting next week from 10 to 12 p.m. And uh, big WLS, big 50,000 waters screaming at you Saturday night. You listen to that podcast. Go to WLSAM.com. Can't go wrong there, folks. Everybody on WLS is podcasted after their shows. We got podcasts coming out of our ears over here at the Big 89. That's right, people. Yeah, you can listen to podcasts till the cows come home here. And it's easy to do. WLSAM.com. Just go over there. Click in what show you're looking for. And they all pop right up there for your listening pleasure. Pop. But speaking of pop, we're going out to the Page County. Where uh, one of my favorite judges, Patrick O'Shea, has been having some issues out there for a number of months, if not a year or more. He's in front of the judicial... Uh, Inquiry board, because he's been acting up. He's got some problems. Troubling pattern of conduct, <laughs> Paul. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Brooklyn, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. Well, Judge, Judge O'Shea's been out of order for a while. He shot off a gun in his apartment, and then he lied to the popo. He, by the way, he was having problems with certain neighbors when he shot that gun off. Mm. The neighbors weren't home. Yeah. And Judge O'Shea didn't actually self-report. And a couple days later, the neighbors noticed, what? A bullet hole in the wall. How did that get there? Oops. <laughs> we don't live on the west side or south side. <laughs> so the Weed and Popo came out there. Kind of a tough situation. Talking to one of the judges you appear from, uh, in front of on a regular basis. And uh, Judge O'Shea initially denied any knowledge when he said gunshots going through his apartment wall into his neighbor so he doesn't get along with the wall. By the way, the judge was going through a divorce at this time. And maybe... Maybe he was cocktailing a little bit too much after work at night. Quite possibly. The uh, cream of Wheaton Police Force did a thorough investigation. They did. They did. Mm -hmm. They called him on his BS. And guess what? He quit lying to us, dude. Yes. He copped to it. Okay. You're you're right. But then (laughs) he made the situation a little worse. Oh. Uh, Then Judge O'Shea. He's one of those guys. He's got some problems with some female employees who had beefed him. You're not right? going to beef on me. You're not going to beef on me. I'm going to beef on you. I'm going to retaliate. That's right. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. Can't do that, people. No, because, um, you know, these women beefed his butt. And now he's he's been in judge jail. He's been the equivalent of sitting on desk duty without a gun. His retort was, oh, come on, man. I was just complimenting you. That's Why right. you got to beef on me? I wasn't flirting. I wasn't being creepy. But one person's compliments is another person's come-ons, Paul. Or so, creep out. Creep out. There you go. And here's the problem with this, is that these women did not fool around, and they beefed him, like, not five, six years later, like, th- like right now. now. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, don't sit on it. Don't sit on right. it, ladies or guys. So there's all, there's all kinds of hearings going on down there at the Judicial Inquiry Board. I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict he's going to get punished. I hope so. Might be practicing law again. Without a robe on. By the way, Paul, Jeffrey Epstein is uh, still in the news, even though he's dead. You know, He's way dead now. He's still dead, in, dead. Apparently, while he was in jail, he uh, 
He was allowed to buy size five underwear in the uh, what is that prison commissary? What do you get? How do you get underwear? While you're in prison, he, this is the old case he was in jail for. And when we say he was in prison, folks, he was allowed out 12 hours a day at his private office. It's it's sort of the, that's what they call uh, country club, country club, country club stuff. Um, although I I can't imagine why a man's prisons a men's prison commissary selling women's underwear. That's weird in, that's I weird mean, in itself. Right? I, I just can't see the Department of the Bureau of Prisons allowing it to happen. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I kind of think I'm calling BS on this story. Something kinky, right. something kinky going on there? Uh, well, I mean, this guy's whole life was one freak show. By the way, we all thought, you know, we conspiracy theories flying about, uh, you know, surrounding his death uh, from, you know, did... That the MI6, uh, you know, MI6, the Mossad, Mossad the CIA, CIA, you know, Prince uh, Prince friend, Edward, friend, friends of Bill and Hillary, <laughs> friends of Bill and Hillary. But I guess the uh, the medical examiner came back that no, it, it's a suicide. You know, he tied a bed sheet to the top of a bunk bed and bent towards the floor so hard that he broke several bones in his neck. So, yeah, you know, not uncommon, this. not uncommon in a prison hanging at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, this dude was not going to do the time. Period. And he knew he was cooked. He, and he said, hey, had a good run. I'm 63. I'm ending this nonsense now. Yeah. No no loss to the world. Nope, nope. But Thank it's over with, people. Except on, you know, Fox and <laughs> MSNBC and the rest of them, CNN. They'll talk about it till, you know, forever. I think Fox will talk about it. And then again, they'll try to... They'll try to do their thing. We're going to move on because we can, that's a side tangent. We don't want to get into <laughs> where we're going. To, let's go to Hicksville, New York. We gotta, uh, I love this story. <laughs> we love this story in Hicksville. What happened, Luke? It happens all the time. Fake cop busted pulling over real detectives on Long Island. And I bet oh. that conversation went something like this. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. No stinking. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs> ah, but the Popo, they oh. love this guy pulling them over going, uh, hey, dude, where the Popo? And he probably said, right, where's your badge? Well, not <laughs> only that, he pulls over detectives from the department's geek squad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they, they, I, there had to be a long pregnant pause when this guy walked up to the car, right? And they're like, are you kidding me? Right. Is this, is this really <laughs> happening? Really this is so easy. Where's Ashton Kutcher? We, we can't we're getting, stand it. We're getting punked over here. What, right, we're getting punked. What's going on? Uh, well, our boy went to jail, though, for that one, didn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, he he least, yeah. New York. They might be from Hicksville, but they're not dumb. Off he went, impersonating a police officer. What kind of a deal do you get from impersonating a police officer? Like a ten thousand, like a twenty thousand dollars? Usually, it's a probationable thing. Probationable thing, unless it's your third, your fourth, fifth defense. Your own recognizance. Yeah, yeah, it's usually a light bond on that one. Okay, well, maybe not this time though. Not when the complaining witnesses are the real popo. <laughs> Well, Luke, moving right along, down to Florida. Florida. What do we do? Well, we got a story. This is right up your alley, bro. Uh, well. tell, tell us what happened. What does, yeah, yeah, number one, we got a young lad that's using two last names. I, I'm not sure I'm hold down with the whole man hyphenated name thing. We got a we got a 23 year old Floridian facing felony charges over Trump XTC pills. Well, despite sagging poll numbers, the widespread perception that he's a racist con man, looming impeachment hearings, and the pathological lying, there are still Americans willing to pay for ecstasy. Paul, Trump's orange skull ecstasy pills. 
Well, they're not going to be buying them from this dude, though. Dolan slash King, dash King. I'm going to add hyphenated names, men using hyphenated names to the list of men who go by two first names. They're being dangerous, kooky people, okay? There's just, just saying. There's just folks. something about them. Guys, Dolan dash King, okay? Anyone, you start dealing with a man, he's got two last names, this is suspicious. Popo Court calls this one, look out, loser city coming at you. That's right. <laughs> you got a hyphenated last name and you're a man, this is not good. Yeah, well, they found the drugs inside an air vent here in this Clearwater apartment. That's one of my favorite vacation places. <laughs> love, we love that Clearwater area, Clearwater, right? Man. Very nice. Gulf side, huh? You want to get some Trump ecstasy pills? Go nice to water. water. Uh, although we we don't promote this, okay? But Dolan King, he thought he had a business plan. He's from Long Island. He's a Long Island native. He's he's already on felony probation for uh, possession of cocaine and pot last year. Let me go down to Florida and see what I can do with my uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my East Coast skills. <laughs> yes, that didn't work out too well for him down there in Clearwater Beach. Although those ecstasy pills are pretty funny. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, I love the next story because we're in Florida. Oh, uh, what happens when we're in Florida? Yeah, there we go. Huh? Uh, Best Buy delivery driver kills a Florida woman, sets her on fire, and beats her with a mallet. Yeah, that's a Florida crime all day long, my It friend. would be even better if he beat her with his mullet. <laughs> that would really be Florida. I, he probably did beat her with, her with his mullet, but they just, you know, whoever was writing the story in Boca here said... I must be a misprint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say mallet. Mallet? <laughs> yeah, probably with the mullet though. You can do a lot of damage with your mullet, Paul. I've seen it done. I mean, you know, short on top, business on top, party in the back. You know, I mean, you can do a lot of damage. And I'm not kidding aside. This is an elderly lady. I mean, who's you know just calls Best Buy to Geek Squad to come fix her stuff, <laughs> right? And then you get killed. And then you get killed. Lighter fluid thrown on you and beat to death with the dude's mullet. Oh my God! This is you know this is not a good ending for seventy five year old senior citizen, yeah, right? Yeah. Needless to say, Best Buy won't be using that contractor anymore. Oh huh? yeah, but tell you what, her old her family uh, members be filing that lawsuit. Best Best Buy will be writing a big check on that one. Best Buy or that subcontractor? They ah, Popo Nation, final cut. The big close. Climax. Don't miss this one, folks. We're almost done. This is the last time we'll ever be in this time slot, okay? Next week, 10 to 12 p.m. WLSAM 890. Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report. And, man, go to another great story. That I love the headline. Side chick. Quote marks. Burned down man's home because he fell asleep instead of having sex with her, says the cops. In Another New Jersey story, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's one thing to be to be on the rotation, but you get that phone call, uh, you show up, and my man falls asleep. Oh, yeah, I good. can understand why she's going to be upset, right? Miss Tysia Russell was not happy. She gets charged with attempted murder, endangering, criminal mischief, aggravated arson. After she allegedly burned down a man's home on August fourth, why? Did Miss Russell do this? Well, the unidentified man, unidentified man says, Hey, 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 you know, Miss Russell, she's my side chick, okay? And, you know, I, I called her up for some late night sex, but I fell asleep. 
And Miss Russell gets a little aggravated because after she uh, uh, wrote him a number of texts, called his phone eight times, she leaves a message. I see you want to die. <laughs> right? You wasted my money to come over by here. I came all the way over out here in the Uber. And mind you, he told the cops in a Chicago accent everything that happened. <laughs> That's right. Just like we're doing it. That's right. No New Jersey accent. No, no Chicago Jersey accent. accent. This is a Chicago accent. Yeah, I called my side chick hey. up and I fell asleep. She got pissed. What do you want me to do? Hey, I was drinking. You know, I called her up. She took so long. I I just fell asleep, you know, with the pizza in my hand. What are you going to do? Hey. He got burned, man. This is a serious fire, okay? He got burned and smoke inhalation. She didn't but, just scare him. She actually torched his house. That's out. right, man. There's a happy ending to this story at all. The firefighters were able to save the man's dog. Dog made it out. There you go. All right. But Miss Russell, she ain't made no light bond for her. Huh? She she locked up for a while. I mean a long while. <laughs> and the police could the police like this story so much. They go on Facebook. They're doing Facebook posts about this. Right. Uh, they're gonna get get on the action. <laughs> Jersey cops they have a sense of humor, right? It's a side chick story. <laughs> they all like that one. We all like it, Paul. We do like this story. This is a good story. So, guys, if you're calling a side chick, better be awake when she shows up. And remember, when you call that side chick, do it in a Chicago accent. And do it okay. in a respectful way, okay? <laughs> Very respectfully call her. Don't fall asleep. Honey, would you please come over? Yeah. I would love the pleasure of your company. That's too sexy, Paul. You got to do it in for, a Chicago For accent. three or four minutes. That's too sexy. That's too sexy. <laughs> we, should, we, we should have the guy, the Chicago guy who rescued the sick coyote that died. <laughs> on YouTube, I'm, I'm, uh, we digress, right? <laughs> and we're not going to do that story. That's a tease. That's a tease for next week. There we'll do it next week on the Big Ten to Twelve show. There, yeah, yeah, right. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. All right, what are we up to next, Loop? Uh, well, we're going. To, uh, let's see. We got a male victim who uh, oh crushed two beers, proceeding to stone cold Steve Austin. My ass. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, Steve, Steve Austin, Austin, the wrestler, way. used to open a can of beer and then. Drink it down and crush the can against his forehead. They call it Steve Austin and, you know, Steve Austin beer. It's a regular Saturday night over by here. Are you kidding me? That's right. That's right. And this happened. Oh, folks, you will find this hard to believe. This happened in Fort Pierce, Florida. Oh! <laughs> yes, yes. And Not in River North? <laughs> we have another boyfriend complaining about his girlfriend who drinks too much. Hey, come on, ladies. <laughs> she, Enough with the drinking. And let me tell you, once again, she was not happy. Not happy to hear that her bow thinks she drinks too much. Only bad things happen when you drink yeah, ladies She started too much. the Stone Cold Steve Austin my ass then with the beer cans. Which means she was crushing the beer cans on his forehead, not her own. I guess we have different definitions of <laughs> shotgunning, all right? What happened in the old days when you just get a, you know, get a pen and just puncture a can and just start guzzling it, you know, above your head, you know, with it above your head. Exactly. Just drinking. Yes, that's old school. That's old school. That's uh, my school. Apparently there's a new school. I guess so. And apparently... You want to explain it to our audience, Loop? No, you do. You explain it. How well, about we let Brad explain it? <laughs> so basically, when you're Steve, you know, you're Steve Austin, you take two beer cans and you slam them together. You have a big explosion of beer. So I'm guessing our wimpy guy who beefed his girlfriend for doing this did not appreciate the beer all over the said condo apartment down there in Fort Pierce. Well, I mean, yeah, that was fun. But uh, you know what? Let's get to our happy ending. I think it's time for checkoff, and uh, we could start that. What do you think? Hey, this is a great happy ending, too. It's a very great happy ending. Because you know this guy. It's a friend of mine, uh, Majid Mustafa.
Back a few years ago, he applied to be a police officer. He wanted to join the force. He was in the police academy. He was almost through, almost going to graduate, but he gets hurt, injures a thumb. I don't know if politics or administrative crap had anything to do with it, but they give him a lot of crap. Uh, he couldn't pass his um, uh, firearms, firearms qualification. qualification. Yeah. So three days before graduation, because firearms qualifications usually towards the end, right before graduation, he passed everything, you know, passed the state course, passed, you name it. Right. Three days left. Sorry, you didn't pass it because your thumb is injured because we didn't let it properly heal. So you can't graduate. You're not going to be a police officer. This whole thing wound up in court, right? This is a big to, to oh, yeah. do. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. there's, there, it, it went through. It, yeah, went through the course, and uh, recently JB announced JB Pritzker that he's gonna. There's an amendment to uh, state law which okay. states that you have a you're gonna you're gonna get a second chance to uh, you know pass that up a firearms qualification. Yeah, well, you know. He's basically going to get a second chance, but he can't. He can't file anything until January first. When once that amendment passes, that's what's going to get the well, ball it's rolling kind of on this one. Because he gets bounced from the police academy in 2013 because of the injury to his left thumb, and it, it just couldn't, you know, shoot. And they wouldn't let him wear a splint. Yeah. So it was kind of a cheap shot, crappy kind of way to treat this guy. But happy ending. What happens? Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna get a second chance. To become a police officer, he's all, he's already a successful guy. He owns a he owns a couple of restaurants in uh, in Rogers Park. I'd say J.K. Kebab House at sixty four twelve North Rockwell. Very delicious, people. <laughs> there we go. Lupe recommend highly recommends highly recommends. Uh, so yeah, he's got a lot of things going for him, but he still wants to be a police officer. He's he's very he's, he's very supportive of, of police and police work. He's an amazing guy. My hats off to him. And that does it for us this Saturday night, Paul. Like we always say, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six, people. We'll see you next week.